Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode numero nine. I forgot howdy, what nine howdy. is in Spanish. I I don't speak Spanish, so nine. Yeah, nine. That's awkward. Nine. Nine. We finally made it through the one week, the one off week. We finally got matches back. Although, just kidding. We only got North America because APAC took the week off. Except this. Week. But we we so got some big matches, and I've just got to say. You know, some people had their doubts going into this week at the validity of this team. You know, some people, I stuck by them from the beginning. I was always rooting for them. And this week, I feel like it finally solidified the fact that the San Francisco Shock really is a really good team. But they're not a professional organization. So, I mean, who's really the winner here? <laughs> no, but, but seriously, like San Francisco Shock, this was a week for them. I mean, and only them. None of the other teams really mattered. Yeah, <laughs> no, just just the shock, just the two shock games. That's it. The other, the other, what eleven games? They just didn't matter. We threw no, them they out. Just, we ignore nothing, them. Nothing. Shock is just nothing. just there. <laughs> that was your takeaway. Week one of the midseason tournament. Like, oh yeah, shock. Oh yeah, the only the team shock. that matters. All the only team teams, that matters. All oh, the yeah. other teams are gone. Yep, pretty much. So we've got a lot to cover today. So we're going to kind of speed run through everything that's not match-related. Um, although, I guess uh, we did have that Overwatch 2 live stream, didn't we? Kind of yeah. Kind of had it. Although, I will say, I do want to say, the cinematography in this in these interviews with Zoe and, and Aaron Keller, so many cut shots. <laughs> You know, I I th I think it just proved that Blizzard really is a professional organization. The, the cut shots <laughs> and like the camera angles were hilarious, and then like they were good. Did they just not have a bigger couch for the guests? Like it's so tiny. Nope. <laughs> it's such a tiny couch. They wanted it to feel uh, homey. It's such a nice tiny and... couch. It was so <laughs> funny. But memes aside, it was it was cool to see it throughout all of the you know. The, the corporate buzzwords there were so many <laughs> it took a good like 20 minutes for us actualists to get any like real answers but then once they started mm -hmm. getting into things it was really it was really nice but before we yeah. get into like actual um kind of like details of what went down what what was your what was your favorite takeaway from from the the live stream what did you well i what was your favorite i feel like the biggest thing was we've had so the announcement was what, like three years ago now? Um, it, it was ages ago. And since then, we've gotten little to no content on anything. They've given us very little information. And the information they've given us, like a few months later, they've pretty much like moved past anything that mm -hmm. they've given us. So it's like, it, it felt like my biggest takeaway from this is things are getting real. It is now it's like they have a set timetable that they've given us. They have, they've finally explained, you know, what kind of business model they're going for. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm, I'm excited for it. I think, you know, going free to play with the battle pass is the way to make a game last right now. Mm -hmm. And just, it, it makes sense. And so I think overall, I, I, my biggest takeaway is things are getting real. The game's actually going to come out and, and we'll be able to play it. And I'm excited for that. I'm I'm super excited about that as well. I for me the it was nice like we have the roadmap up here and like they said that we'll be they're like doing like the seasonal model so it's every nine weeks they're doing a new season with new 
event modes once we get there because um, pve isn't coming out until next in in 2023 which is like fine whatever but like three new heroes a year and it's like every nine weeks we'll either get a new map or a new hero so every year we'll get about three new maps three new heroes which is about like when overwatch one was at its peak that was about what we were getting we were getting about two to three heroes a year so mm-hmm. and, but that uh, that lasted like what two years <laughs> yeah so it's glad they're going back to that but then you know as you talked about the battle pass with all the cosmetics they like mentioned mythic skins which are, seemed like they're going to be customizable which is kind of sick pretty that's pretty cool and then new heroes new and they talked about a new game mode coming out in 2023 i think is what they said uh on top of yeah i think they said new game modes plural new modes correct it does say new new modes on here that being said i don't know how many of them are going to be like competitive modes like push or anything they might be just arcade modes like capture the flag or something like that but i think either way like any sort of new content i'm happy for and i feel like this um this model's going to push them to to have that it's just better it's nice like the a live service you know we it that was overwatch one was close to that but not quite it was just kind of a bunch of recycled material so it'll be nice to have the the constant live updates the constant feedback and then they mentioned and this isn't on the roadmap but they mentioned changes to competitive too where they're completely mm-hmm. dropping the sr system and adapt adopting the like the competitive model and rank system that most other competitive games have where instead of having a hard number set to your skill it's a like a range of ranks so it's like instead of your 2700 you're instead you're platinum gold two. three or whatever you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're just in a group and it's like once you win a certain number of games in that rank then you will rank up as opposed to the weird like sr system that we've all come to hate and hate and then hate uh, um but overall yeah. it was a very good it was good to get content finally we have a date we have heroes i mean we got the cinematic for junker queen we just have an idea of what's happening and October fourth, mm-hmm. we'll get one new hero on top of Junker Queen and Sojourn. We'll get more maps than what we've got. A few new maps. We'll get a bunch of skins. The battle pass, which the watch point, I think it's what it's called. The guaranteed beta access on top of the stuff, and then push. So it's just so nice to have that. It was a really good thing to have. But um, enough about Overwatch two. Let's actually talk about the league now. Uh, there was news that took place over the last couple of weeks, which we're kind of just gonna. We're going to kind of speed run it. Rush through, We're yeah. We're going to kind of speed run. So, uh, first thing we want to talk about, uh, Guangzhou Charge doing funky hunky-dory things with Eileen. They drop Eileen, which, according to their tweet, it, it consider we did so after careful consideration of relevant factors, including risk to our team from inappropriate personal conduct as well as the future development of our team. That's what the charge said in the tweet. Eileen responded saying that he met with the coach and gm and they said his salary was too high so who do we believe i don't know he was a bench player he wasn't really playing because it was choice 01 and um it's the charge um but eileen really wasn't really playing my favorite thing though is even though it has his um like in the in the the release image, it like has him, and in the lower left hand corner, it has his player name, but it has hashtag zero damage, <laughs> which is kind of on the nose. I don't know if that was intentional, but somebody didn't look that over. <laughs> so That'd you know, funny. you know, there's that. Uh, next thing, uh, the the Los Angeles Valiante 
Um, they had a few things go on, and there's a f odd things happening with them. So obviously they they signed Molly, which we which was hinted at by Halo when as soon as Molly was released from charge, it was figured that he was going to be signed by Valiant, and then there were rumors that Marvel was going to be signed. Marvel was signed, and then there's rumors coming out that No Hill and the players are paying Marvel's salary. So it's like a GoFundMe project to have Marvel on the team. Yeah, which is I mean, kind it's of a, big, a... It's a good pickup. Like, Marvel's a great tank, yeah. but, I mean, they're, they're having to pool... My, it's uh, why it's kind of questionable. I, I, I'm curious as to see, you know, as more information comes out about it, like, what's going to... Kind of. I I'm excited that they have him on there because it'll help, it'll help Sasha in a little bit that they'll actually have a main tank. Uh, but so they signed Molly and Marvel, and then they release Coldest. Who I mean, when we talked about the potential of them picking up Molly, we, we did say Molly was an upgrade over Coldest. And then they also released Wu Yao, who was one of their assistant coaches. So Valiant kind of doing some funky things, uh, crowdfunding their team essentially. I don't know what the management of this team is doing. They kind of just trust No Hill, but I mean. I mean, they don't have the money, so I don't. Uh, they got. Yeah, they've got five uh, DPS players. What's going on here? What's yeah. what's what's a happening? I don't really know. Um, but you know, Valiant's Valiant. They're still mm, probably on the outside looking in of the May multi the midseason madness, just because of how standings are. Uh, but then we move over to NA. We'll start with the mayhem, and they're so they sign Rupal, a flex support because Kariv. Uh, shifted over to a coaching role. So they signed Rupal to have a second flex support alongside Sir Majed. But then in this very same announcement, they just kind of casually go, we're also releasing Adam. <laughs> just Adam doesn't get his own personal thank you, Adam. He's just, you know, lumped in with this. And Adam tweeted out that he was released via Discord voice call. <laughs> yeah, so... uh it was not uh, definitely not a professional organization. Not a not a professional move going on with uh, going on over here with mayhem, which is unfortunate because I mean I guess they just decided that and figured that someone is just kind of a hyperflex, so it's like they don't need Adam to play off tank because someone just plays everything, which is unfortunate mm -hmm. for Adam. I'm trying to think. I, I would he even be picked up by another team? What teams only have main tanks even anymore? Like, I guess. Uh, NYXL does NYXL needs an off tank, but NYXL doesn't pick people up. <laughs> well, you say that, but I mean, then we look at NYXL and oh, what do they need? They need a main support. What do they sign? A flex support. Okay, what are you doing, NYXL? They pick up Ho yeah. one, and they I don't remember if it was them or if it was uh, one of the team managers who said that they signed Ho one because uh, Myungbong hasn't been performing too well, so they signed another flex support to like fill for him, but. Hoan doesn't turn 18 to like the end of July, you know, after the mid-season tournament. So yeah. this isn't even an immediate fix to a problem. So like, what's uh, what's what's going on, New York? What are you, what are you doing? I don't, I don't understand. First, they sign, you know, they sign Vulcan at the beginning of the season, and we have no idea what's happening. And then they release Vulcan, and we're like, okay, still don't know what's happening. And they're like, oh, we need a, a main support. Let's sign another another flex, another <laughs> flex support, why don't we? And it's just uh, confusing to everybody involved, everybody watching. And they have, like, their coach 
as a player on the i i just can't i i i, I don't i don't i don't i don't know but then the final yeah. thing is um paris eternal they released glister which initially just kind of didn't make sense but it was mutual which makes sense because it's not easy being a korean only especially on a european team so I, I glister being let go he was wanting to be let go he agreed to be let go so it was mutual it wasn't just kind of him being dropped yeah so and this is pretty common when you have um you know one korean, korean play one korean player with a bunch of european players and a couple americans it's like i i mean you factor in the english as a second language to you know a lot of them and then you know they each have their own different accents and stuff like that like I I'm sure communication was was difficult for yeah. for some of that and and also like culturally I I know mm-hmm. that it's it's not uncommon for it it was unfortunate to see him let go that, he but. was doing well I hope that he gets picked up but I'm like what what team yeah needs I don't know where player? he will but I I'm sure he's an improvement over someone somewhere but not actually someone not actually well someone they that's not a direct <laughs> comparison but you know but. But a so person. they release Glister as their hit scan player, uh, and then they go and they sign. Where where's the the dub announcement? Oh, where'd it go? I lost it. Twitter. There it is. Uh, and then they go and sign Dove, which uh, he in the game and he looked really they, good. He, he looked de- really good on the Widow, especially this week. So they signed Dove, another European player. So they just kind of go all in on the the Europeans, and I mean. He looked good in the game, so good pickup, I suppose. So go Paris. At least they filled the hole and didn't just leave it empty. That would have been weird. Uh, but, you know, mm-hmm. go Paris. So that's enough. Yeah. Enough of that. Enough of that. Enough. Enough of that. Let's. Um, enough of that. G- g- we're done with the teams. So now let's actually talk about. Let's talk about. Let's talk about. Oh, let's yeah. Talk about the games. And, and by games, I mean specifically. Uh, first, let's talk about the meta that we've seen this week um it well lots of sigma lots of sigma yeah lots lots of, of sigma lots, lots of, sojourn. of sojourn and uh yeah those were the two biggest changes in yeah because we because we have the sojourn buffs and which just kind of puts sigma and sojourn into it because you take away because then you had the soldier nerfs, you had some other mm-hmm. nerfs kind of throughout. So Sojourn replaced Soldier, and then Sigma just kind of became the default tank. I think maybe just because it works better with kind of the poke comp. But we did see some like the Doomfist from the Doomfist teams. Atlanta and Houston ran it. We saw Ryan run as well. Um, yeah. And then for some reason we were seeing like Ham and Zen comps, which yeah. Reinforced was trying to name on the broadcast. I don't remember the name that was called but i remember their names like pokeball thrown around i think kickball <laughs> was one that came up it's an odd comp really only saw it and on yeah a lot of zen yada that was the other thing and and i can't remember who it was but someone in their interview was asked you know what character is like what role is going to be the most um like the the most defined like carry in this meta or whatever like mm-hmm. what what player has the most pressure to to um succeed and and he was like the zenyatta like zenyatta is is the key in this meta and and part of that like honestly the this was something that 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 player and, and i i wish i could remember who it was but but they said that um one of the biggest things is you can't dive 
Zenyatta right now because he can kick you away. And so, <laughs> the kick so that's Zen kick. so that is one of the reasons why teams aren't playing um, Winston is because you dive onto the supports like you want to, and uh-huh. you just get kicked away. And by then, the team can react. Like just that that split couple seconds that it saves you is enough to yeah make Winston less viable and Zenyatta a lot more viable. Yeah, because so, we interesting saw because we shifted to a double flex support kind of meta moving into to this week, which we thought was going to happen. We did see that, like we we imagined that Sojin was going to come in, and we we most of us saw that flex support was going to come through. But it was really weird because some teams were running like they were running different kinds of it. Some were running like Zen on us, some were running like on a bap on a brig there was like a bunch of it we did see some lucio thrown in but mm-hmm. and but even then with sojourn we saw some teams still want to play like ash and hanzo for some reason which had success at times but i always feel like you should always at least have a sojourn and sojourn's just going to get more value yeah. over the hanzo or the ash like you could run well, both of them together but not one yeah one advantage i heard of running ash with sojourn that I didn't really think about, but if you throw in um, the dynamite with the slow that Sojourn oh, has, that's a lot of dot damage. You can, yeah, you can just area of effect, you know, damage everyone plus slow yeah, them. Yeah, and that's... with Zenyatta being a thing, that makes Zenyatta, you know, like you throw a Discord orb mm-hmm. on someone, hit them with both of those, and it's like, yeah, that's and uh, they're gone. That's it's a pretty lot. nasty. That's a lot couple of, of that's a lot of dot damage. But I and mean, we saw some combos of it. So I mean, just a lot of heroes. But please, over teams, coaches, please. If you play Sombra one more time in my league games, I swear we're gonna have. I was gonna, we're gonna keep have, track. We're gonna have some issues. I think like only one team won a map with Sombra. I think Mayhem may have won a map against London or something using some of it. But other than that, every single time, even a close game. The somber pick comes out. You're like, oh, it's over. Pack your bags. Vap's over. Next, GG go next. Every time. I don't get the point behind it because you just lose so much damage because teams would play it over the over the sojourn. Yeah, and, and I feel like the thing is, somber is one of those things that, like, even if you aren't helping the team as much as something else, you can feel good playing it. And I don't know, like, if that's why, but it's just like... it. No, I, like the uh, win rate on Sombra in Overwatch League matches, like especially this last week, was just abysmal. Well, and the problem is, it's like the the things that Sombra used to be good at, right? Denying sound barriers, denying trances, it doesn't work. Like they'll they'll yeah. hack the Zen, and then EMP, and the Zen will not only not die, he'll still trance. <laughs> same with the Lucio. Yeah. It just doesn't have the same utility, and teams need to stop this instant. I beg of you, please. Coaches, stop putting Sombra in, in, into Overwatch League games. Just don't do it. Literally play anything else. I don't care. Just mm-hmm. don't play Sombra, please. Just cease. Cease and desist. I'm that I'm now. I will get off my, my high my high horse, my soapbox. I'm... Yeah. And now to hop on to mine. So you know how I said all those nice things about the shock earlier on? Jokes on you, they weren't about the shock. They were about the Spitfire. Suckers, you guys denied. You were all like, oh, the Spitfire is a sucky team. Now everyone's hopping on the Spitfire bandwagon in your faces. I told you at the beginning of the year, I was like, Cloud9 wins the beginning of a game 
Like, at the birth of a new game, Cloud9 wins. I don't know why. It's not the players. It's not the coaching. It's the organization is just built for this stuff. And it's proving me right. London <laughs> Spitfire are killing it. I told you so. You were all like, oh, the mayhem. I've just got to give it I to mean, them. And it did, no. go to, it did go to five, though. It's not Doesn't like matter. Spitfire them. won. They, they like won. They stomped them. It did go to five. It was close. It was close. And not only did they win, they were playing a meta comp. They weren't playing Reinhardt. But they, they were playing were, Sigma. Well, to be fair, they did crazy. win. They did win some game points, like playing Reinhardt, which is which yeah. is good. Like the the fact that London they were look because they brought it. We finally got to see Poco. Although these diva comps on control, like I'm usually but not. They a worked. Big fan. They did work. Like, like, they did work, but. Yeah, Florida were running ball comps, which are worse than the diva comps. That's true. <laughs> but like, uh, they were looking, and Sparker on the on the Sojourn was looking great. And it's like, if something doesn't work, they were able to go to the the Hottie Ryan comps, like they did on Oasis. Mm -hmm. So they they just looked. the The thing with with Spitfire that a lot of other teams don't quite have is they just have the hive mind. They've they've just downloaded it because they play so much rush. So it's like, regardless of the comp they play, they can at least play together. And I think the back, they're going to go places on the back of Shax and Sparker specifically. Because Poco and Hottie are great, but I mean, Shax and Sparker were able to keep them into fights. And they were just outplaying Mayhem in a lot of situations in the, in the compositional matchups. And London are looking really good. And I mean, you look at their next four games. They play New York, Paris, Washington, and Dallas. Are we, are yeah. we are we thinking a, a six and zero stage for for London? Yeah, I mean the only team on there that going like before this week, I would say hard eh, loss. Probably not. They're definitely losing. Is the fuel is the and fuel. the fuel? And we'll talk more about the fuel later. I'm sure. The fuel looked like trash this week. Like who who was that? That wasn't the fuel. And I think if the fuel keeps playing that way, if this meta just isn't their meta, which is very much a possibility, I think London wins that. Yeah, so or like, at least makes it close. But even if they lose that one, even five and one, like they're in, they're in the midseason madness. As long as they just keep winning the games that they should win, which NYXL, Paris, and Washington, are you kidding me? Yeah, those are easy like, London games for them. Yeah, I, I think Washington has the potential just because Washington is kind of a giant slayer where out of nowhere they'll just, like, be good. Uh, but I, I think most likely, yeah, London is at least 5-1, and one, they're, possibly 6-0. They're, they're, no. they're in and the season tournament, tournament yeah. which is going to be awesome because, like, London are definitely the just the underdog that you can't, like, you can't not... Even when you pred against them, you still, like wouldn't mind seeing them win well yeah and like you're gonna cheer for them exactly because hottie has so much chad energy <laughs> that just like draws you to him you know just draws like, you in yeah just and, and and just when you get drawn in he shatters he and shatters. kills you and it's, team white i'm just and so he's i'm so happy that london because it's like when you look at all the other bottom teams that like at the beginning of the season were ranked bottom they're still there they're still there yeah but london's like no no. Yeah. No. London's the only team this season that's really like thrown preds out the window, like going into the season. Because everyone else is about where we expected. You have, you know, a solid bottom, a solid mid. You know, some teams have slightly underperformed but and slightly London's over. the only one that's the, jumped from the bottom jumped. to yeah. high yeah. mid table. 
and like we'll be and our we'll are competing and we'll be able to beat you know compete with the mayhems and with the justices and, and the fact that we're able to say they might beat the fuel you know like in what world would we have ever would we like, have thought ever that this thought would happen? That? Yeah, I don't know. I would because I knew that. I'm just kidding. No, even if, at the beat, <laughs> if 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 Fuel in London had played week one, had, they had played on like, oh, yeah. Thursday. No, would you have fretted London? Oh, definitely not. Exactly. So no, I'll be honest. Like, like I thought London would be better than people expected. But you but, didn't think this good. But it's like I didn't think this good, and and because they play as a team, and this is the thing about London is not. Like, it's not that they have, like... Like, the thing with Washington Justice, for example, <laughs> is you have Happy, and Happy pops off, and Happy's insane, and Happy is so freaking good. And and the rest of the team's there, and the, they, there. <laughs> you know... But, but the thing is, London, it's like, it's a full team. The full team just, effort. It's the hive mind, you know, like you said. And, and that's the thing, is London plays as a team, whereas all the other teams have players that... that you Most know, other teams do not perform. play yeah. as together as often. So I, it was just awesome to see. I mean, we figured they were going to be like Toronto. Like that wasn't – but their win over the Mayhem, I think, gets – because if they had lost to Mayhem, then it would be like, okay, they're in the mid-table, but they're not quite – break. but because they were able to beat the Mayhem, there's only like, what, four or five teams above them? Like they're a top six NA team. Easy. Yeah. Easy. But, you know yeah. – the team that uh, until they play again and until they play and beat uh, the Outlaws are 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 better than London. All right. Uh, is this maybe? Is this my question? Is is like when you look at this meta, right? The double flex support Sigma Sojourn, like this on paper should like be the Outlaws' like dream meta. Yeah. Like this was what this was the meta that the Outlaws were built for. And they obviously ran over Titans, but who doesn't run over Titans? But then yeah. they played the who can throw harder game against Justice, which I said was going to happen. I said this was yeah. a trap game, and my goodness, it almost turned into a trap game. The, the, it was it was really tragic because it was close enough that I had a lot of hope. You know, when the weekend started and we saw the meta, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. And then, like, I... Going into the match, I even I I think I sent you a message. I was like, "Wait, did, did I, I press, seriously press the justice for this?" <laughs> because I was just looking at the teams and the meta and the comp, and I was like, "Yeah, the, no, the it, justice." I mean, it, this every it, time. See, the problem the problem with the Outlaws Justice game is the Justice could have won this match if they just kept Happy in, but they decided yeah. to put Assassin in. But then the Outlaws just didn't want to play Sojourn. They played Sojourn for like one point on Lijong on Control Center, and then just played Merit Hanzo the whole time, and then they like brought in Dante to play Coliseo. Yeah, but which get, that was. But rough. then they kept Merit in to play Hanzo when it's like Pelicans Hanzo is better. Which, if I recall, when they threw Dante in, he was like he was rusty. Even yeah. in their game oh, against, man. even in their game against Vancouver, he did not look. Like he used to, and I don't yeah. think I don't think you ever sub out Pelican ever, and I don't think no. the Justice should ever sub out Happy. But then again, I mean, on Dorado, Merrick kind of diffed him on the. He went Widow against Happy Sojourn and kind of run over him. So you know, Sojourn doesn't always work. Widow is better on the long sight lines. But the Outlaws were messing around a little bit. They were doing some. They were doing some funny stuff. But then against the Titans, they're like, oh wait, this Sojourn character is kind of good, pretty and, good, and just played <laughs> Sojourn. But 
we saw the Doomfist comp still works. They still play Doomfist on control, and they still won, I think, every control map playing just the Doomfist, yeah, which, so. which was nice. But, like, this this should be their meta. If they can figure this stuff out, the Outlaws should should be just fine. Yeah. Except so the problem my, is... Go ahead. My question is, what's Dante's role on this team? See, like, I, I mean, outside of the Doomfist, like, let's say... We we move past the Doomfist. What does Dante do on this team? Well, see, my thought would because this meta looks to be like you can run like Sojourn Tracer, you can run Hanzo Tracer. We saw like New York, although New York doesn't count. Like they were running Echo. Like I would think that you could run Pelican Dante and put Dante on the Tracer and have Pelican run Sojourn or Hanzo or Echo. Like I I don't know why Pelican wouldn't be good at Sojourn. I mean, he's not a hit scan specialist, but I mean. Why, 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 why not try it and see, like, you put them in against it, you know, if you play, you know, if you play Toronto or if you play New York, put Pelican Dante in and see how it works. Because the problem is when you run Pelican Merit, Merit has to play Hitscan and his Hanzo is not as good as Pelican's, but Merit doesn't play Tracer, so Pelican can't do both. But if you run Dante, the hero pools basically overlap, so you can run Tracer with a Hanzo tracer with an echo you know you could run an echo and a sojourn probably like we don't know if pelican can play sojourn but i don't imagine he couldn't might as well so test you, it if you were coaching staff for that if i was jake would you yeah if would I you move would you move dante off of tank duty and just have him grinding well, I don't think you. I don't know yes. why he couldn't do both because I mean, he's only Doomfist. It's not like he's. They're trying to have Dante learn Diva and things like that. It's just Doomfist, so he can play Doomfist and then go back to grinding the Echo and the Tracer. Because I imagine we get to a meta where it's like Hit Scan is like an option, but not a requirement. And I feel like Pelican probably could be the optional Hit Scan, and you could just run Dante Pelican. And, like, that was what I was hoping to see at some point during the season would be Dante Pelican, but Dante needs some work because that Tracer yeah, was not inspirational. It was and it needed uh, stick to the Doomfist right now because that game against the Justice was... I, I said it was a trap game, and it, oh, it almost turned into it. We were saved by the Justice incompetence, as it was always. Terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> in, in a game against the Justice of who can throw harder, the Justice will always throw harder. Except when they don't, yeah. and that's the problem. Except when they don't. Except except when they don't, but they won. They walked out 2-0, and they are third in the standings. You want to know why? Because a certain other Texas team decided they don't want to win maps this week. Uh, Mr. Fuel, I don't feel so good. Um, huh. I guess the uh, the Zarya one-trick team, when they can't play Zarya anymore, kind of fall apart. <laughs> yeah, and it's like... They had a pretty rough start to the beginning of the season, but it wasn't anything like this. Well, no, because you know? all they did was they but, just lost to Outlaws, and that was it. Yeah. But then they and, and, got their stuff back together. But And that's the thing. This was just terrible. Like, well, it wasn't and, just that it was terrible. It was that they lost 3-0 to the two teams they ran over in the kickoff clash. Like, it wasn't just yeah. that they lost to, like, Glads or something. No, they lost to the teams they beat. And Dallas are now 0-10 in their last 10 maps. Terrible. Yeah, it, it's like, I, I really don't know. They because, just, like, there just weren't any signs of life in it either. Like, it was like, 
Well, it they, was just they came alive terrible. in the last map and against the rain on Gibraltar, map three. Like, they started showing some signs of life. But the problem was, is they just they didn't have the same level of coordination as they had with the Zarya comps. And they really looked like they were still trying to, like, figure out what they wanted to play. I mean, they played Fearless Ball. They played Fearless Rhine. They played Fearless Doom. They played Hanbin Sigma. They played Winston. They played Tracer Sombra. Huh. It's almost like Sombra's not a good hero or something. <laughs> So they just and then like my biggest concern after seeing their matches were it's like fearless first of all every time fearless has played this season he's underperformed like so their best looks are with Hanbin but then their other things were their DPS kind of were getting kind of getting diffed like Sam yeah. proper Kilo Kai uh, Venom were just kind of different which different side note fuel. Kai looked insane this week yeah <laughs> kind of will make yeah. anyone look bad but i mean gurio already <laughs> wasn't looking terribly great yeah it was, and uh... it was into i th i thought that edison was going to be their go-to hit scan but gurio in the shock match was playing tracer in the hit scan and then in atlanta the atlanta match they brought edison in for most of the time and then they brought gurio back in for gibraltar and he started looking better on the the sojourn but i mean it was too little too late this team just looked yeah very tragic and it's if they hadn't if they hadn't already clinched their midseason madness spot because of points i would be like does this team make midseason i mean because i don't know the rest of their schedule but i mean they play london and if they come out like this yeah. against london they lose yeah because london london came in knowing what they wanted to do like i mean there were identity yeah and, and dallas didn't and dallas i i think is going to struggle to find it and uh, i mean they have the players and the coaching staff and stuff that the, the, they very well well could come out next week just looking like world beaters again just, yeah but i mean if they look anything like they did this week it's just and, and we even talked about this at you know around the mid-season tournament it, i mean around the kickoff clash uh was just they didn't look like they were able to adapt the way some teams no, were. No, they played the Zarya you know, comps. They, they figured out it. a comp and they played it, you know? And and up until they figured that out, they, like, would win games, but it wasn't nearly as, like, as dominant we, yeah. as they did with some. And, and so I wonder if they just need to find this tournament's Zarya comp for them, you know? Just something that they can yeah. one trick and just dominate. And And up until they find that, though... It, it's just it's gonna be rough uh, what's uh what's dallas let's see what's dallas's schedule let me let me pull this up um because i don't believe that i mean they don't have like a because i mean they played literally probably the two okay so they play florida mayhem oh which i think at this oh, point they no. lose that oh no 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 they play vancouver okay which winnable. they win <laughs> winnable they play New York, Winnable. which they okay. should win. And then they play London. And right? then London, which they get squashed on. I yeah, I can, see them, going, the I can see them going two and two in that stretch. But, I mean, that would put yeah. them at two. Oh, my goodness. The two fact that they'll go two and four but still finish top eight for the midseason tournament, it's like, man, those ki they are ki being carried by their kickoff. Because, yeah. I mean, if it was an independent, like, its own separate thing, they would miss this tournament potentially. Yeah. Which is not great. Yeah, which doesn't bode well for the tournament itself, you know? Like, if they go into the tournament two and four... And just get stomped? Like, I, I'm all for it. 
<laughs> I, well, you know, as an Outlaws fan, it's like, unless the Outlaws are playing the Fuel, I'm not, like, ever inherently against the Fuel, but I mean, you know, it makes the Outlaws look uh, a little better by comparison. Texas so, people. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but, yeah, Fuel's weak definitely dropped them out of top teams. Like, I wouldn't consider Fuel currently, current Fuel, a top team anymore. They kind because I mean they got stomped by two of the other top teams. But let's let's shift over to talk about the top three teams because well, I think before you do, wait, there's one thing I need to talk about. Oh no, it's our sponsors plural. plural. So we have two sponsors, and you know these sponsors they came to me and they were like specific oh, no. for the Dallas Fuel fans. You know, for all of you guys out there. So what is it? A lighter? <laughs> it is. Some tissues <laughs> and a teddy bear <laughs> to keep you comforted at this time of sorrow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you definitely need them for all those tears <laughs> and for all those hugs that you aren't getting. Tissues and a teddy bear for the Dallas Fuel. For the Dallas Fuel fans. My goodness. So, uh, yeah, we, we thank our sponsor for their... Uh, wonderful support and hopefully uh the the, the fuel, fuel fans. fans out there get some support too oh, no. uh if you need to talk to someone i i recommend finding someone to talk to in this time of need that's not us because i'm an outlaws fan and bread's a, a, a <laughs> and i'm a and i'll just uh, and i'll just shove it in your face that my team's winning and your team's so losing i wouldn't come to the two of us because we are directly <laughs> against the fuel when they played each other so you know i wouldn't yeah. come to us but anyways fuel falling out of the top so now i would say that it's a three-legged race for the best right between glad shock and atlanta and i feel like london's not in the list i'm just kidding <laughs> but yeah yeah but and see all all three of them had some interesting stuff like i want to we'll, we'll just kind of briefly talk about each one i want to talk about glads first because glads didn't look like kickoff like they were in the kickoff flash i mean they dropped them out to paris i mean kudos yeah. to paris but glads dropped them out to paris and they made the titans look competitive on control which the outlaws did too but the outlaws aren't the gladiators you know there's two different expectations there yeah i don't i, I don't know if it's just because the glads i mean the glads started the kickoff clash a little slow as well i mean they get reverse swept twice by the top teams and they dropped maps to didn't they drop a map to vancouver i think they did and they also dropped they a map did. to new york and i think so they started slow in the kickoff clash so seeing them start slow again is a little you know it's not surprising they tried to run a bunch of interesting stuff and then with certain things potentially happening with a certain player, Reiner was in playing Sigma on Circuit Royal, which is the map they lost to Paris. But, I mean, mm -hmm. the fact that they... I mean, yeah, they lost the map to Paris. I mean, Reiner, is there anything... I mean, Reiner's starting to look like a, a Hyperflex tank here. He's playing everything. <laughs> He's playing everything. Yeah, and so the thing about the Gladiators is, like, I'm not worried at all. No, like, I'm not either. So one thing that... um is pretty common in league of legends is they do the mid-season invitational in mm -hmm. the middle of the season yeah and only the top team from each region goes and it's pretty common that like when the next like split starts for them that team is almost always like not dominant like they were before 
Yeah. Like they they lose some games or it's really close. And, and the the reason why it's like if you're grinding on an old patch while other teams are grinding on the new patch, like going That's into fair, this, yeah. Paris had been working on the new patch since the end of games for the first tournament. Mm-hmm. So was Vancouver. So it's like if these teams look a little better than they should against the Gladiators who made it to the end of the the kickoff clash, it's like it kind of makes sense because they had a whole extra week to grind. Yeah. So I, I guess or an extra couple weeks. Yeah, I I don't like yeah. I don't really put a whole lot on the Glads like dropping maps and looking a little slow because they did start slow before. I trust them to. Hunter will help with them, and they'll just kind of get back up to speed because they still looked. Kevster was still a monster. Potapon was picking up yep. the Sojourn, and Shu and Skewed and Astro are still insane. So I'm not worried about that team. Like them dropping maps, it's like whatever. They'll drop maps. Um, but then the other, you know, I don't know what the Atlanta Rain were doing against the Boston Uprising. Thoughts? Um, it was tragic. That being said, Boston is looking better than they started. I, I think they're the, a solid... The, the bar was so low, I don't really know how much that means. Well, I, I feel like they're, they're like, a solid, like, mid-tier team. And and so I, I think Atlanta has historically been inconsistent against mid-tier teams. Fair where, and, and so I feel like them going to map five against this iteration of Boston is, like... It's like it's not a great look for Atlanta, but it's not like the end of the world. Yeah, but see, like it's but not see, like dropping he, maps against Paris. The problem is, is they Vancouver. go to map, they almost get reverse swept by Boston, and but then the shock go and turbo stomp Boston. And there seems to be a there's a there's a problem there. Yeah, is Boston Atlanta? A- but Atlanta turbo stomped Dallas Fuel, so it's like yeah, but so did Shock. So it's uh, they they both did it. So you know. I, I think Rain probably – I don't – it it was more – Rain, I think, took their foot off the gas a little bit too early. Like, they didn't they, – they didn't – they couldn't close out maps. But, I mean, Boston kind of rolled Circuit Royal, to be honest. Yeah. But despite them going to five, Kai is a freak. Yeah. Kai is a literal freak of nature on the Sojourn, and word is that he was the reason Sojourn was nerfed in the first place. <laughs> I mean, makes sense. It, like, he's hitting shots like, that watching him be play Sojourn like made me like upset. Like, it, it's <laughs> like, how is this allowed in the game? How is this balanced? Well, the thing is, is it's not like it's easy to do. No. You know, like Sojourn is a super high skill ceiling character. You know, like to hit the headshots on those charged up shots, like he makes it look it's easy, insane. and he does it like shot after shot after shot he'll get team wipes with his ult like and and other players will occasionally pop off like that yeah but it's like him it's like the entire match is just him surprised when you when he misses you expect everything to be and what's funny is they did the post-match interview with him and he said that playing sojourn is boring (laughs) so he's he's dominating you know everyone else on sojourn on a hero that he says is boring to play it's just it's out of this world it's too easy yeah like and and the thing is is if people are watching it and like, man, I don't want this in my games. Well, I promise you won't get that you in, won't your games. Get Kai because, in your games because like Sojourn isn't going to be like that in your games because but, I mean, like but that's Kai, just Kai makes Sojourn look busted. Kai makes oh, yeah. Sojourn look absolutely busted. 
when he's hitting like shots that Widowmakers should be hitting, and he's doing it yeah. basically no scoping. Yeah, it's it's insane. So if if you weren't able to watch it, just like pull up a highlight reel or something of because Kai like playing this so guy's good. insane. Like I I think you know we we'll show the play of the week later, but like he had several like the entire match that like both matches like anytime he was on sojourn it's like that could have been play of the week yeah he was he was doing so and then ultraviolet continued his carrying his team from the brinks of defeat in every team fight possible on Ana and bath like always oh yeah atlanta's just a good team it was kind of a fluke against boston i think they let just let up on the gas a little bit uh but then the shock kind of just roll i mean they are they they are they are eight no yeah they are i I think they are kind of just rolling kids in the regular season and (laughs) yeah shocker shock the the issue i have with the shock is i feel like they're quick to adapt to the meta early and but then, I feel like by the time the tournament comes around, people have figured out ways to play around the strategy Shock are, are playing. Well, they figure out different like, metas. In the case of the kickoff yeah. Clash, like nobody was playing Winston really, and so Shock had to shift. But the thing is, everybody's playing Sigma. So it's not like, you know, the kickoff Clash was like some people are playing Winston, some people are playing Doom, Ryan, whatnot. Everyone is playing Sigma, so Shock is playing what everyone else is playing. They're just better at it. So that being said, like I could see a world where the meta shifts slightly as weeks go by, and by the time we hit the tournament, people aren't playing Sigma. Well, like, the good thing is they who have, knows maybe they, the mean, ball they comp- have a May tank now because they have Mikey to play That's ball. True. So and they, he looked pretty good. I mean, he is a ball player, so yeah. So yeah, I, the shock, <laughs> the shock now kind of have their bases covered, and Violet is getting better and better on the main support. Like this is a solid team. And I mean they're eight no, and I don't see them losing. I mean, I'm at well, we'll, well get to a regular that. season. Well, I don't know. This coming week's kind of kind of spicy for them. But shock, yeah. shock, rain, glads, top three, pretty easy. And I feel like there's a a decently large gap between them and fourth place because yeah. fuel has fallen out of graces. When you get three would by both of the teams that you stomped before, that's not a good look. That's not a good look, Fuel. It's not. It really isn't. It's just kind of kind of iffy. So those top three are fi- far, far, far and ahead, the best teams. Um, but let's let's flip the flip it a little bit and let's go to the uh, the dumpster fires behind the McDonald's. Uh, we got some we got some basement dwellers here. I'm sorry, but Boston, Paris, New York and Vancouver. Sure, they showed some some competence. Well, unless you're New York and I wouldn't count what New York was doing as competence. Thanks. I mean, you know what? Let's <laughs> let's start with what was possibly the worst match that week. That Paris New York game was oh my gosh, my eyes. Paris took a map off of Glads, yeah. and you see him take a map off Glads, and you're like, oh, they should be able to to beat this New York team. And then it goes to five maps. It just keeps it just keeps going. We almost had the first draw on this in this match. Yeah. We almost had a six match toilet pool. We were cl- we were we were this close. I don't know I just, what I was watching. I just New York just upsets me because <laughs> it's like Why just every these... decision they make as a team just makes no sense to me. Like 
in terms of like who they pick up and stuff like that. Like none of it makes sense. And just watching them play, it's like obviously they can't feel good about this. Like the organization can't feel good about this, which is why they're making changes, but they aren't making the changes that make sense to anyone. Yeah, new and so it's like so it's like if you care about your your Overwatch team, you'll you'll give it some love, you'll fix it. But and if you don't care then why are you making any changes? So it's just like it, it makes no sense. They're losing everything. They're gonna keep losing everything. Because like, yeah, I, now that Paris is won, New York, yeah, yeah, Paris is now gaining on them. And in te- yeah. and it's like this New York team, like they looked, uh, they were doing. Flora was doing some things on the Sojourn. Yaki was doing Yaki things, but they're like the rest of the team, yeah. like Kellen. They, uh, this team shouldn't be one in seven. We keep yeah, saying no, that, they, but at what, like if at you, what if point? If you look at the players, at what point do we just go? No, these players maybe not aren't actually that good. Like never. how how long how how many times do they have to lose, and how many times do they have to lose, and us going, this team shouldn't be this bad. Their players are good for us to go. Maybe these players are actually just that bad. Because because if if you look at them, it's like the individual players aren't the problem. It's like they're just like. For the most part, it's just the, the only the win was against the Titans. Yeah, no, I'm not saying they're good. I'm saying they're terrible. But it's not like and an they, individual uh, skill. Like, like they just they've shown zero improvement. Whereas Paris Titans, yeah. they're looking. New York has shown zero improvement over the last eight nine weeks. Yeah, <laughs> they're I don't just know. they're just it's horrible. Because Paris, kudos to Paris, they're looking better. And I would start preting Paris over New York. I mean, I predated Paris over New York. This was the game that that made the difference. It put me, it put me in the lead, predwise. Yeah. And we'll we'll get to that. But it's like Paris is showing signs of improvement, right? Paris is showing signs of improvement. Boston, I'm not really sure because I mean, when you have to play Atlanta in shock, but I mean, taking Atlanta to five, I mean, that's something. But then you get yeah. turbo stomped into the ground by shock. So not really sure where Boston stands. Yeah, I I feel like Boston's kind of a weird team where it's like, you I know, yeah. I, I early I, in the year they look terrible. They've, they've gotten started better. to improve, and I th- I feel like they're they're gonna their best keep their best look improving. is when they're running pan- punk crimson faith. Their best yeah. look, and then but when they're thro- throwing it's on MCD in there, things get a little wonky, and then they were running MCD crimson, and if they just run just punk crimson well. faith. Yeah. They'll be able to do some things, and I think I just don't know if I could start. I mean, if they played Paris, I'd pred Paris. If they played New York, I'd pred Boston. But it's like that. I don't. I. I don't. I. I, I think I would pred them over Paris, and I, I think don't, I just don't. know. Given the right week, I could even see them taking on one of the bottom mid tier teams like Justice or. Defiant I just. I just can't. Like I can't move them into the mid table yet because they just haven't shown. They don't have that win yet, you know. Yeah. Like London That's was, true. you know, when London beat Atlanta, we're like, okay, here it is, London, and then they beat Florida. We're like, okay, London is here, but like Boston beat Washington, and you're like, but it's Washington, and yeah. then it's like, then they almost beat Atlanta, and you're like, okay, maybe, and then they just get run over by shock. You're like, okay, maybe not. They just they that being said, it's like a lot of teams get ran over by shock. Like it, true, it's not true. something that's true. I like, just, I Boston need to. They just need that win. They need the one good win over like Tor- they. They need to beat like Toronto or they need to beat Washington again. Yeah, 
because it's like they beat Washington and they got rolled by Dallas. So it's like every time they get close, they just get turbo stomped and they just basically start from ground zero again. They just need to have yeah. a bunch of close close losses to good teams and then finally beat a mid-table team somewhere, and they're showing, you know, getting there. But the team that I think is on the up and up, the Titans are, I mean, they looked competitive in control against the Outlaws and the Gladiators. The D-Pay diff, you know, you know, they just, sometimes they can't play defense, but, you know, next week, D-Pay's covering defense next week. You know, he'll, but like Mirror on tank, on off tank, I think they stick with the Mirror tank. I mean, like, he was looking good on the Doom, good on the Zarya. And they were running Junkrat on uh, Control Center. I don't know. I mean, I'm always happy to see Junk, but I don't <laughs> don't know how I really felt about it. But I think they showed more life than they did before. Like, if well, Titans played I, New York, I think I would pred, pred Titans. I don't know that I would, but I will say Vancouver this week looked at least, like, ten times better than they did last week. Of course, last week they were... Last I mean, week last... they didn't play. <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh I I mean like the last, you know, couple months, I feel like they've been so close to zero. I think and now they're, they're like, like a two or three. Still I wouldn't even go that high, no, but I would. Sure. I would. I think Titans are trending in the right direction. When they take a map, I'll uh Well, I mean they I'll took they took a map they took like maps a... last stage. I mean I don't think that's a you know, I I think they're they're trending in the right they're trending in the right direction. D pay is is helping. I mean, you see what they did on gardens, dude. They were running, they were running Lucio Zenyatta. We we just yeah. dialed it back. D pay's cooking something. What was he What was he cooking? I don't know. I don't really know. But I I I genuinely think the Titans are trending upwards, and they show way more promise than New York does. Like one hundred percent, genuinely speaking, Titans are trending up. New York has gone nowhere, and they've just been low. Yeah, we'll see. How but the, the bottom, next few weeks the bottom, the basement, the basement is still the basement, though. Like yeah, even it, it's Paris like Paris and Boston, they showed improvement. They're still at the bottom, unfortunately. They're still down mm -hmm. there, and there's nothing really you can. I mean, what can you? What can you do? You can't really do. Can't really do a whole lot about that. But I mean, enough about that. Let's let's get to some. Let's get to some some power rankings. Why don't we? Shall we? Easy. Shall we do some power rankings? Um, so I set the power because we did combined ones last week. So I, Kurt, we currently have the split ones organized based in the order that they were in the combined one, just now separated. So obviously, APAC we don't touch APAC. So uh, we're looking at this. I I wouldn't say Glads are number one, just because of how good Shock looked. Yeah, I would say Shock have been able to jump up, but I. Do you think Glads are still better than Rain? I think if Glads and Rain played, Glads would win because Rain did go to five against Boston. And even though Glads yeah. dropped a map to Paris, Glads are known to start slow, whereas Atlanta just can't be consistent. Yeah, I'd agree so with that. So Shock, Glads, I think... Atlanta, I think is a good top three. Now, what do we do with this Fuel team? Well, uh, the Fuel are... Like, I feel like we can't rank them any lower than fifth because well, their performance I, uh, in the last tournament. I think this week, if we're basing purely is, on this performance like this the... week, they're way down. Well, but yeah. I think we, we put the you... previous, we, we, we rate their ability to adapt. But I would say this, after this week, I mean, I I would put them, uh, well, well, let's leave them where they are and then move teams around them. Florida goes below Houston and London. 
now that they yeah. lost to London, and we already thought they were close against Houston, but since they lost to the London, they go below Houston and London, and I, Houston will beat London. Like the last time they played, Houston beat London, and until they play again, uh, there's no, I, 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 I will not accept any justification to put yeah, them below London. Sure. But then the question is, is fuel above Spitfire and Outlaws? I is, think at this point we have to keep them there until they show otherwise. Until they show otherwise, okay. Because I, I, I feel like one think, bad week. I think this, I'll, I'll allow this it, week, their you know? game against Florida this week, I think will determine it. If they lose to Florida this week, they drop. Yeah, at least two, yeah. two or three slot bots. But I mean, when you only lose to Atlanta and Shock, who are above you, okay, fine. We'll give you some passes there. Fine, yeah. whatever. Uh, so outlaws london florida but i mean look at that london sitting at a nice sixth place look at that wow wow who would have thunk who would have thought it's like the, the paul, you, cloud the, nine it's the paul cloud Red, nine owns these things it's the paul rudd mean where he's like look at us look at us who would have thought not me <laughs> see and, and you know how like I feel like at some point I mentioned er, like early in the season, maybe preseason, I was like, you know, we could always have like season one, the London Spitfire, like miracle run. It's going to happen. Well, well, no, well, no, see, but the problem is season one, London peaked in stage one and then stage two, they started falling off and stage three and four, they ceased to exist and then suddenly woke up in the playoffs. I don't know if you want your London doing that. No, no, it's going to be a different story, but it's gonna have the same fairy tale ending. Of course, of course. Of yeah. Course. Okay. Where Shit. Spitfire just slowly burn their way up. I don't think they'll reach any higher than like fifth or sixth. I think place. where they are may be. I mean, because the problem is they don't. I don't they don't play. They play Dallas, but other than that, they don't play any of the teams higher than them. So it's yeah, they're gonna yeah sure they'll beat Paris and New York, but like we can't move them higher. It's like good yeah. job you beat a bottom tier the, team. Uh, up until the tournament, yeah, this so, is kind of as so high there's as our top get. our top seven. I, that's a very comfortable top seven. I like that. Yeah, but then we get to this this nonsense at the bottom. Um, so let's start at the bottom. Do we still? Th- I am of the. I want to put Titans above New York. I really do. I really do. I really do. I know you do, but I think we still just don't have okay okay the grounds okay. to do it. Okay, Paris, I, I think- Paris is definitely above New York, though. I mean. They're there. They beat. They yeah. just beat them. But now yeah. we. It's like Boston, Toronto, Washington. Um, okay, so Washington is a ball of sadness. Um, yeah. That just sucks the life out of everybody. Toronto is like the the meme of the guy like poking the thing with the stick and it's like come on do something. Like why everyone else is playing Sigma, some people are playing Doom, and Toronto goes we want to play Winston. Why? Hey, but at least they're being unique and having some some character. No, no, uh, you know? When you get, they got rolled by London and by Florida. They got. I mean, oh, I'm not I, saying it's a good identity, but it's an so identity. It's like, Toronto is definitely below justice, but I mean, I I would pred Boston over Toronto. Like if Boston and Toronto played, I'd almost pred Boston. Yeah. Like, would you? Are you? Like, are we on the same page there? Yeah, I feel I feel like there's a tier break where there's Washington, Boston, and Toronto, and then Paris, New York, and Vancouver. I think so. I when think, it comes to, so here are the I, tier. I think there's a tier break below Rain. Yeah, and then there's a tier break below Mayhem. See that. And then there's a tier break below. Yeah. But see, even if Paris and Defiant played, it's like 
I Defiant I would just put Defiant over it. I I feel like Defiant like. But is it a close? But the problem is it a close game though? If Paris and Toronto played, would it be a close game? So I don't think you can put a tear break. Like if it's a close game, I don't think you can tear break that. And like yes, Justice took Outlaws to five, but I mean it's Justice. They will find a way to lose against Toronto. They would find a way to lose against Boston. And they will find a way to never win against Florida, London, Dallas. Like, they just won't. Yeah. I, so I think this bottom six has to be its own. I, I don't think you can put a tier break. I mean, I guess you could technically put Justice and Toronto in their own, like, Shadow Realm tier. That just kind of is just there. You know, kind of yeah. like a Chengdu zone, but not because they play silly stuff, but because they just take away your faith. And you're like, oh, Justice is playing Uprising? Oh, gotta pred Justice, and then they I feel like lose. either of those teams can beat anyone, but they can lose to anyone. More often and than I not, feel like, they, as soon yeah. as they're favored, they will lose. I think yeah. that that's kind of what we see. If, if Justice and Defiant are favored to win a game, they'll find a way to lose. Unless and I feel like against... Boston is on the rise, and they have potential, but yeah. they've yet to really capitalize on it and prove themselves. And so I feel like all three of those teams, it's like going into any match, it's like this could, could be the one where they win, or more likely they'll just lose it. And, and so it's like it's hard to. I mean, that's move why that's why they're in the bottom tier. It's like I can't put Justice, Defiant, or Uprising in that middle tier because they just well, they don't and, belong and, there. And I feel like if all three of those teams, if they played like a hundred games each against each person, it would be like straight fifty fifty across the board. Yep. Like yep, like definitely, I, I think definitely one hundred percent. All three of those teams, they would win like half Justice, of them, they lose Justice, half of them. And... Justice would find a way to go to map five against Glads and Rain and then lose three one to like Paris or something. Just randomly. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, they beat New York, but I mean I wasn't confident in that. I didn't like yeah, I predded Justice, but once they got into the match, I was like, mm, maybe not. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this might be Excel's. Yeah, it's win. like it's exactly. So I I think we like this. So shot Glad's rain top three in that order. Tear break, Buell Outlaws Spitfire Mayhem in that order. Tear break, and then the tier of sadness: Justice Uprising Defiant Eternal Excel Titans. Yeah. Like this bottom tier, this bottom six tier is just. I look at that and I'm like, oh no. Anytime any of those sixteen, I mean, when Titans play, you're like, let's see, okay, Titans, let's see what kind of improvement. When Uprising play, like, what kind of improvement? But if New York, Defiant, or Justice are playing, like, oh no, turn the brain off. Here we go. Here we go the, again. The nice, the nice thing about Justice and Defiant, though, that makes them kind of worth watching is like you never know if they're gonna win, especially the no, Justice. It's the like if is, Happy's they, having no, a good day. The problem is, ha- is that's where they get you. That's where they get you. They're like, oh. This could be the win, and then they rip it away from you. That's just how it is. That's it's how like, it is. The thing is, is like Happy when he's on fire. It's oh, like, he's always on fire. Let's be honest. Happy is always yeah, and, on fire. And it's it's the so satisfying is, to watch. The justice just pull him out. Yeah, but it's entertaining. It's good TV to watch them pull them out and literally lose the match off that. Right. Yeah, that's where they get you. It's they drama. get you, they're like they dangle the happy in front of you. They're like, oh, we've got this nice hit scan player. Want to see us not play him? And then they just pull him away, <laughs> and they he, play Assassin he, Sombra, and they just lose. I have a, I I have a, a theory about that. What's your theory? So before each map, they're like, "Are you happy?" And if he says yes, they play him. And if he says no, they pull him out. 
Although the nice thing is, the nice thing about the way they play him is notice they they never play him when like the pressure is high and they need someone <laughs> yeah, to win. And, so, and and as a result, we can talk and we can be like happy's perfect. Yeah, He's never yeah, the the yeah. cause. The but the only reason why we can say that is they pull him before they it matters. Pull him it's before like it matters. we can be like, yeah, Happy never throws games. It's because he's never in he's on the games in, that matter. He's never like, in on the maps that matter. They let Assassin throw instead. Yeah, they they can be like, yeah, Assassin's the worst. He loses oh, us all the matches. It's because they throw him in when it's my over. Goodness. You know, like. Oh man. Well, that's enough power rankings. That's enough tomfoolery. We've got some matches to predict. We've got five five matches to pred easy and i do not have them in any particular order but we will start with one of the giga bangers this week right shock rain like who's better well guess what they're playing each other and i still think shock wins <laughs> you let's say ye you were hyping up the shock all last stage do you yeah and i feel like the thing is is like even going into the last stage the one hole that the shock had was the tank situation where they only had clues. But now now they they've filled that hole with Mikey and Mikey looks good. Clues looks good. Proper's insane. The Violet. And so Finn who are you are predding? Just... What's the pred? What do you got? Rain went to five against uprising. Yeah, but it was like, no one cares. It's, I'm just saying, Shock, <laughs> don't go to five against Uprising. But it was the first match of the the split. Not Atlanta not. looked just as good against Dallas as San Francisco looked I think, against see, Dallas. I think the thing, I think Shock just, I think Shock are just the better team. I think generally, yes, but I think... Because it's not like, I'm gonna if, if, if Shock and Rain were playing like at the end of the midseason madness, then I might lean Rain because Shock might teeter off. But I mean, well, this is only Shock week two. Shock is still undefeated. Exactly. And so, yeah, I'm going to go Shock on this the one. The 9-0. Now watch it come back to bite both I of us. I think it's going <laughs> to... But at least it bites us both, at least both it bites together. Us both. Like, I, like, I, I feel I, like... I think it'll be a good match. It's like, going to be close. It could go to five. Um, And even if it doesn't, I think each individual map has potential to be really close. And see, like, the thing is, it's like, Kai has been popping off, but I mean, if there's anybody in the server who can match Kai, it's going to be gonna Kilo be proper. or Proper. Kilo. Yeah. And I don't think the Shock are the kind of team that will let Kai just run rampant like Uprising yeah. and Fuel did. And I think the crusty crack pipe will come out and they'll just throw something at the wall and hope it sticks. Yeah. But it'll be And a it's good like, game. watching Kai play, it was like, he was looking absolutely insane, but the other teams weren't they were respecting not, yeah. him. And so it's like, I I feel shock like the shocker shock going old. to better be able to to take it seriously and and keep Kai under control. Yeah. So we're, um, we're agreement on shock. So no one will pull ahead yeah. on that one. Uh, now for um, uh, 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 we'll I this is this is a match that could determine a lot. Fuel versus mayhem. This match really determines what kind of trajectory the fuel are on. Yeah, Fuel Mayhem. Uh, I don't know what Fuel is going to show up, but Mayhem looked good. Like, yeah, they lost to London, but it wasn't like they got stomped. I mean, they they looked good, and then they rolled over Toronto, which everyone kind of rolls over. But Toronto, Toronto did take a map. True, but I mean, I feel like Dallas would lose maps to someone like that right now. But that being said, Dallas 
play the two teams that look most dominant in this meta. But look tragic against them. Boston put up more of a fight than Fuel did. I'm gonna go Dallas for this one. Uh, yeah, I I want I I I want the upset. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull for my the boys and the boys in the in the Miami the Miami guys. Like, I, I hope Florida wins. But you just but trust you trust the Dallas point, after, system. After one bad week, I can't but it wasn't just a bad week it was a tragic week it wasn't like yeah, when they lost like, rio to outlaws and then proceeded to beat justice like they but let's say they came and they took a nap during the game i like i wouldn't pred against them the next week it's like one bad week no matter how bad that week is like i, I think Mayhem it's not are, gonna are throw gonna the world take upside it. down i think may will take it so well, you know i'll let that one we'll let that one go but apac comes back this week so Apex stresses me out. We'll start, I don't know. We'll how to start with them. the best gigabanger, of course, Dynasty Dragons. Okay, what what's their overall record against each other this year? Uh, it's like I think they're I think Dragons is two one because Seoul took the okay. one in the playoffs, the Dragons won the first playoff matchup and then won the regular season that they had. And the meta has shifted a little uh, bit. So I'm gonna I I personally think the Dragons will be able to take this one. I think and a like, lot of it the, will come down. The reason I think that is because Dynasty look best when they're able to play Smurf, Winston, Prophet, Tracer. Uh, but guess what's not super meta right now? Uh, Winston. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you on this one. I, I mean, just looking at the team, I, I think Shanghai, just the fact that their roster is like Seoul still has holes in they their do. roster. Like, and it's like they can look really good. But, but I don't hit, think they they've have to hit their stride, yeah. Yeah, and I don't think they've had time to develop, you know, how they're going to play in this new meta that that comes out. I and, think it'll be you know, a good one though. It's definitely going yeah. out five again. They do that. They they do do that. And then the other, I mean, APAC has so many good games this week, so it's difficult to pick another one. But I decided to pick Fusion versus Hunters because this kind of is interesting. Because, I mean, Fusion or Fusion, they, for some reason, can't decide if they want to win or lose. And then the Hunters just make up their own stuff. Yeah. And the thing is, I, I mean, I, I think Fusion will take this one personally. And the reason being is because though Hunters do have Leave, Leave can't play Tracer and Sojourn. You kind of yeah. got a problem there. So and I would rather have leave on the sojourn, but if leaves on sojourn, what do you put Jinmu on? Genji? I mean, we haven't we didn't really see Sojourn Genji a whole lot. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like this has the potential for hunters to do something silly and win. I what, I honestly I think I think this meta could be pretty good for the fusion. I feel like, you know, they have the players to to Mm -hmm. play you know uh, assuming apac doesn't come out with some <laughs> random some crazy which they could they could some like comps you know and who knows maybe they're still going to be playing zarya and stuff like that but i think either way um who are you predding i i'm predding fusion i Shit. i i think yeah i i think you know six games out of ten fusion wins I think seven this. out of ten. They the only reason hunters would win is if they got a meta where Jinmu could play Genji and Farah and stuff. So fusion take yeah. it. But now 
the the final match is a match where I wish I didn't have to pred. This is the 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 the, the misery, sadness, darkness game. Justice are playing the defiant. <laughs> this is the ultimate papige game. <laughs> Who throws harder? The uninspiring, I hate the justice. The uninspiring Why? mess that is the Defiant, or the team that could lose to literally anybody in the Justice. See, I hate this because I'm looking at their teams and I'm like, Dang yeah, it. Happy's gonna, Happy's gonna win it. Happy wins this every time, right? Right. But no. And so it's like I can't pred Justice, but then it's Defiant. Defiant. I'm not gonna pred Defiant against Happy, like. Like, Hisu looked good in their losses this week. Like, they didn't look very good, but, like, Defiant are playing some weird Winston stuff that no one else is playing. And it's like, but Justice just throw. It's like, oh, they could win it. And then they just pull Happy out and put an Assassin Somber. And you're like, what are you doing? Please stop. I wish this game didn't happen. Like, literally put anyone else in either of those team spots, and it'd be like, okay, fine. Like it's New easy. Year, yeah. but you put them together, and it's like this is literally the worst possible game to pred because it's the definition of a coin flip. Yeah, no, like seriously, it's which team shows up and which team decides to. I, uh, so here's what happy I, here's out. what I here's what I'm thinking, right? So I mean, Justice this week played New York and Outlaws. They took Outlaws to five, and the only reason they lost is because they put Assassin in instead of Happy, and then they beat New York even though they looked a little shaky. Toronto, on the other hand, just got rolled by Florida, rolled by London, which Toronto, if they're wanting to be a mid-table team, should be able to take those two at least to five. At least to five. So Washington at least took Outlaws to five, even though yeah. it is Outlaws who know how to just lose winnable games. But it's like, I don't want to have to, I don't want to pre-justice. I really don't want to pre-justice. But Define are just uninspiring. Right, like, they they show no, no no sense of life there's just nothing there yeah and i i i i don't i don't every time i say i'm never gonna pred justice they get a game like this yeah no i i'm predding justice on this i am as and well. i hate myself I for hate it myself for it yeah and 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 it's like i hate i know myself for it's doing gonna this. come we're gonna watch they're gonna look really good map one and, and we're gonna lose. be like this is this is why and, and then it's gonna be three one defiant win and uh, no, it's gonna be a three-two with them pulling Happy out for map five. It's gonna be a repeat of the Outlaws I game. I hate it. It's this. This is just so stupid. I hate the justice. The fact that like, we have two teams that are like that. Yeah, it's well, and, and that the thing we is, have two teams like this. Both. But in the big NA. thing, I feel like Justice's peaks are so oh, high, so much higher than like, Defiance. So good. So like, I feel higher. like Justice on a good day beats can almost anybody, with anyone. Yeah, but the problem is. Is Those never they're good, it, but it's not even a good day. It's like they have like a good couple maps, they have and a then good they look push. tragic. It's they have like, a good push, yeah. and yeah, that's it. And so it's like, so it's not even a good day. It's like within a given day, half the time they'll be really good, and half, half the, time the time they'll they look like bottom yeah. team in the league. And so I it's just, like, I hate it. I hate this team so much. I hate it with a passion. But then they play a yeah. game like this, and you're like, but I, I. Surely, surely they win this one, right? If they lose to Defiant, never again. I'm on record. If they lose to Defiant this week, I am never, ever preding the Justice. Even if they're playing Titans, I'm preding Titans. Even if it'll hurt yeah. my pred record, I'm preding to uh, never again. This this is it. 
Defiant. I'm going to keep it justice. justice because I'm this stupid is it justice. and I don't care. Because unlike Defiant, you're like, Defiant would only win if Justice throws. So it's yeah. like, if Defiant loses this, you're like, okay, that, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But if Justice loses this, you're like, it's open. No, uh-uh. This was, you were supposed to win this game. So this is it. You Listen to me, Washington, and all single Justice fans that exist. If you lose this game, I'm never predding you again. I'm going the Avast route, you know, going to the Joker arc. Avast has already said he's never, ever, ever predding. He predded New York. He preds Toronto. I'm, this is the one, the last straw, Justice, the last straw. If you lose this game, you've lost my support for the rest of eternity. You got that? He, I think, so you think, you think, that, I think, you think it, I've got my message across? Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. I think one more time for the people in the back. <laughs> don't suck, and don't you ever put Assassin on Sombra again. Just play Happy Decay, please. Thank you. Anyways, Amen. enough with that. <laughs> uh, enough talking about sadness. Why don't we talk about uh, some Pog moments? A play of the week, courtesy of uh, a certain, a certain Reinhardt player. So what was so funny about this flank was I swear Mayhem saw him in this. I swear they saw him in this hallway. Oh, yeah. And it just, it's over. It just I know, and I, I saw him setting up for it, and I was like, there's no there's way this no works. Way this there's way. no way this works. And then he, like, walks out, and I'm like, he oh, my gosh, this is going to work. And then chatter. He just trottles so out. Good. Like, Bumper may not be in the league, but Hottie makes sure his bump, still makes sure Bumper's in the league. Well, I think... Hottie is better at bumpering than Bumper. Well, because, see, like, the problem is Bumper needed a turbo pocket. Hottie doesn't. Yeah, that's the thing. Bumper had goats, which I feel like goats, like, was able to give so many resources to the Rhine. Like, Rhine was designed to be the hyper carry of goats. Yeah. But in this meta, it's like Rhine is just, Rhine is actually a tank. You know, he's not the DPS. And then you have this kind of Hottie's stuff putting on a master like, class of reinhardt and he has all season and the, yeah. the moment that spitfire can't play rein comps anymore is the moment where we are it's like they'll still be fine because poco's good but it's well i'll just die a yeah. little on the inside we'll be like we won't get to see any more hottie play well reinhardt. and and i was afraid that was going to be the case here you know because poco started out and i was like oh they're just giving him a map to like play around and then he he came out map two and i was like oh my gosh this is 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 the Reinhardt comp is the, dead? Is the Chatty dead? The Chatty dead? Yeah. But no, he's, but, he's here. But not only was it alive, but London made D.Va work. They did. It's crazy. I just, yeah. even though I predded against them, it's like London, I like, I will, like, I'm not going to pred them against like Glads, against Atlanta, against Shock. But I mean, if they're literally playing anybody that's Florida or below, yeah, I'll take London all day. All day, every day, and if they what played, a world. if they played fuel this week, I'd pred London. Yeah. So it's and like, and I think a lot of it comes down to pretty much every player is better than I thought they would be in some way. Like Hottie I feel like had, Sparker, Hottie's Sparker, having a redemption arc though, because I mean, yeah, he looked tragic. Oh yeah, he looks insane. Sparker is like one of the most consistent DPSs this year. Yeah, it's a he's looking insane. It's a solid team. I feel like. Landon, Landon is amazing. Super impressed with him. Poco looked great this week. Yeah, you know, after sitting great. on the bench for like six weeks, you know, 
like seeing him come out and being the first tank player to like pull off the diva. It's like, man, Spitfire, like they're the best team like to watch. They're the best they're team so to be a fun. fan of. They're so like, much fun. If you don't like the Spitfire, something's wrong with you. Yeah. Exactly. So that was week one of the Midseason Madness. This week, APAC returns. The return of APAC and the nonsense that takes place there. And also the worst possible match to ever have to pred in Washington versus Toronto. May God have mercy on the souls of those fans. Because at least as an Outlaws fan, the Outlaws occasionally will do stuff. But mm-hmm. the, those two teams right now, they, they don't. I'm sorry. From, from, from us to you. We are sorry, Justice fans. We are sorry, Defiant fans, that you have to put up with the hope being ripped away from you at a moment's notice. Wait, the Defiant have fans? I don't know. We'll have to get back to you on that one. Here, Bear. Maybe they, if you need, are, they need the if Bear. If you are a Toronto fan... Or a Justice fan, you need the shoot Bear. Shoot me a message, and I will uh, pay to deliver... A teddy bear and Kleenex straight to you. Straight to you. Turbo. It's just. It's a. It's no longer. It's not a snail mail. It's priority. Priority package. Right to you, so you can not have to be so sad anymore. <laughs> but that is all from us this week. Enjoy the matches this week, and we will catch you all next time. <laughs>